0: Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Radar. It's your host, John Maietta. So Harvard wants to move all of its courses online by middle of March. So nobody in the classroom by middle of March because of the coronavirus. And apparently Amherst College as well. I don't know how many other colleges are following suit. Sports leagues thinking of the same thing. If you ask me, this is liability driven. Institutions... NBA teams, MLB teams, nobody wants to get sued because they left their stadium open for a game. Somebody contracted the virus at a game, and that person blames the team and sues the team. And same with the schools. It's just it's the litigious culture that we we live in here in the U.S. That's what I think is driving a lot of this madness. Not to mention we have the social media echo chamber, which we did not have back in two thousand and three. When we had the SARS outbreak, we wrote a piece at Tech Today called History Repeats Itself and Often Rhymes, where we compare the coronavirus to the 2003 SARS outbreak. And I believe you will see a, a slowdown. We've seen it in the markets, obviously, but you're going to see it in real business, and you are seeing it in real business, with, with meetings getting canceled, conferences getting canceled. It will have an impact on on Q1 and, therefore, for the year, and maybe it extends beyond Q1. I, I don't believe it's a Great Recession type scenario like we had in 08, 09 and 2010, but I do believe it looks a lot like 2003 when companies would miss their Q1 numbers. And this is back when I was covering application and infrastructure software. Companies would miss their numbers, get on the earnings call and say, hey, we, we blame SARS at the time. I think you're going to see a lot of that in April on the Q1 2020 earnings calls. So in my old spaces, software service is broadly defined. The services companies, the IT services companies, which have large consulting components, consulting's right at the bleeding edge. So they always feel it first. You know, many companies lead with a, a consulting effort to generate revenue. Obviously, in the case of the, the pure play consulting companies like Accenture, Infosys, Tata, Wipro, Cognizant, Right, the smaller guys like Vertusa, proficient, the tier three guys, tier four companies, they all feel economic slowdowns first. Same with software companies that have a small consulting component, right? That piece tends to tends to feel the pain first when there's an economic slowdown. Discretionary services. So you're thinking about a new project rollout, a new product rollout rather. And with that rollout comes Maybe you hire a firm to perform market research. Maybe you hire another firm to help with competitive due diligence in addition to your own work. And because there's uncertainty, you decide to delay that new product introduction. So you push everything back. So the market research firm, perhaps any market research reports, you know, the Gartner stuff, the competitive analysis stuff. Maybe if you're just thinking about a new product at the C-level or a new service. You know, perhaps you don't bring in McKinsey to help think you to help you think through the strategy associated with rolling out an important initiative. right? If you're a software and information services company that has a little bit of exposure to consulting to consulting type of businesses, companies like Clarivate Analytics, companies like IHS Market, companies like Verisk, those projects tend to get delayed. So the trick is as, a, as an investor, you know, when you're looking at your software holdings at a time like this, you need to figure out what, Exposure you have to consulting and services type of revenue inside of those software companies that may not explicitly report a consulting revenue line or a services revenue line. A services revenue line, oftentimes with, with software companies, is, is a bundle of many, many things. You know, in the case of Clarivate Analytics, it's transaction and services revenue. Well, you need to find out of the 17% of 2019 revenue that was transactional and services, what percentage of services? And then within services, what's the nature of those services? You know, the devil's in the details. Other projects get delayed, lead, right? I mean, it's not just purely discretionary, big idea, pie in the sky, new product rollout type of stuff, right? I mean, it's, there's unsexy stuff like how can we squeeze more value out of legacy technology? How can we make our legacy technology easier to use? You know, maybe we bring in service now, to leverage a a new portal type of environment, a portal layer on top of our legacy technology. Well, maybe you don't do that deal with ServiceNow. Maybe that gets indefinitely delayed. Migrating from a legacy infrastructure to the cloud, maybe that gets delayed. Or maybe some cloud migration work gets accelerated in this environment. You know, one of the things I used to see in my banking days was um, the services firms that had a BPO component to their business business process outsourcing where they would provide an outsourcing environment for clients in a downturn those projects would get delayed but oftentimes coming out of the downturn once client companies said hey we're going to move forward with this they would often upsize their bpo deal because they'd say hey when the next downturn rolls around we want to have more of this stuff off of our books off of our balance sheet and much rather have it in a bpo environment so let's upsize the the effort once we finish this initial project that we've talked about that we've once that transition's complete we're going to have another uh division that we are going to that we would like to outsource with you right so let's talk about upsizing this 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 deal right so whether you're the BPO arm of a, an IT services firm or you have a BPO operation like SS&C Technologies and State Street Bank where you provide outsourced services for investment operations, they could see some of that, right? They could see a slowdown there and, and maybe an upsize as biz comes back online. But it's a lot of work. It's not easy. It's it's The answers aren't entirely going to be found in the 10K. You've got to have those discussions with the companies themselves in many instances to truly understand, you know, are we talking about, of your revenue or 15% of your revenue where it's that consulting type of of revenue or professional services type of revenue um, because it's that revenue that's going to get hit first. Then there's other services revenue that will also get hit, and I'm sure it's getting hit now. And it's the type of services revenue that's associated with onboarding new customers, right? So for sure you're seeing that to a degree if we're talking about you know, $100,000 deals, $200,000 deals, million-dollar deals, those larger deals will for sure get delayed. And as they get delayed, not only does uh, annual contract revenue, bookings, not only do, do those leading indicators about future recognized revenue slow, but uh, the little bit of upfront revenue that you recognize uh, associated with customer onboarding, training, and data preparation, you know, that type of Of services revenue slows as well in that it won't begin to get recognized until those deals close. And for sure, some of those deals are being delayed. So figure out, get your arms around your exposure to discretionary revenue, i.e. consulting and services revenue. And for sure, we're going to see, a, would say, a modest slowdown that will manifest itself in the quarterly earnings numbers come the the third week in April when we start to see the Q1 earnings reports come in. That's all for now. See you next time.